Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better, invest wisely, retire early, and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas, Charter Financial Planner, Pension Specialist, and Money Coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years. I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. Right, I'm joined by Joseph Wilkins today. So Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, great to be here. I'm excited to chat, Tony. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. Joe founded Pro Creative Studios back in 2000, where his team produced infomercials, TV commercials, and web sales videos. He's directed thousands of, of ad campaigns for mega brands such as Google, LinkedIn, McDonald's, Goldman Sachs, Chevrolet, and Home Depot. But as habits shifted away from broadcast TV, Joe launched FunnySalesVideos.com, where his team now creates attention-grabbing, vital style sales videos that entertain viewers into making a purchase. His last video campaign hit over 60 million views and made many millions of dollars in sales. So Joe, please share with us your eight simple steps that any business can follow to create clever ads, uh, that get millions of views and convert into sales like crazy. I, I would love to. Uh, maybe I can start out by just giving a little bit of context to how and more importantly, why I came up with these eight steps. So as you, as you mentioned in the intro, you know, for 20 years, we've been producing your typical traditional style advertising, you know, the kind of ads that come on TV or, you know, interrupt you on YouTube or Facebook and really don't do anything other than try to sell you. Yeah. And you know, we, we had great results for the past 20 odd years in, in doing those kinds of ads, but our clients just started to see their results dropping and dropping and dropping. And they were saying to us, what can we do to get the kinds of results that we used to see, but just, you know, we, we, we're seeing diminishing returns. And so that's when we started looking at well, where are people in the first place? And they're on, typically, when, when we interact with them, they're on Facebook, yeah, they're on yeah. YouTube, they're on Instagram. And what is the point of those platforms? It's to entertain. And so we figured, and, and not just us, other agencies that we looked at that were doing you know, these big viral style campaigns, their whole goal was to meet the people where they are. So if you're on a platform to be entertained, why interrupt them with an ad that's nothing like the entertainment? So the closer that we can get to not disrupting the content yeah. and, and just giving them something that they want to watch regardless of whether it's selling them or not. And so it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit sneaky, but our goal is to entertain them into buying our clients' products and services. Most of our people that watch our ads don't realize they're an ad until they're maybe a minute into it. And by that time, we've already hooked them. 
Yeah, that's the secret, isn't it? Very much the secret. So. Yeah, and, and that actually goes against all of the marketing advice that Facebook themselves and Google will give you. They will say, you know, within the first 10 seconds, you've got to give them a call to action, yeah. show the product, show the brand. Well, that's because they know that if you don't, after 10 seconds, people are gone exactly. because they're not being entertained. So we say people don't stop watching an ad because they're too long. They stop watching because they get bored. And so that's why we I came think up we can with, all relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So that's why we came up with these eight steps to not just create funny videos. That's not the point of what we do. Yeah. The point of what we do is to generate wealth and for our clients and the best way we have found right now, and that, you know, that could change. I don't see it changing anytime soon, but the best way we have found is to tell stories. You know, think about when you probably have watched a, a two hour feature film in the past week. People still love to watch long form they content do, yeah. Yeah. if there's a good story behind it. So that's, that's kind of the basis of why we do what we do. And we've seen, you know, to give you a before and after, in the past, you know, 20 years, our biggest video before we launched Funny Sales video yeah. three, four years ago, our biggest video didn't even hit 100,000 views. Really? Okay. When we launched Funny Sales videos, and, and really the secret to, to our success is that we went through the Harmon Brothers University. Okay. The Harmon Brothers are the most, in my opinion, most creative agency in the world for doing these kinds of ads. And about three or four years ago, they launched a university where they basically teach all of the things that they do to get their results. They created the, you know, poopery video, yeah. uh, squatty potty, right. purple mattress, all these videos yeah. that have, have really been uh, um, record breaking in both views and sales. We're basically following their uh, mentorship and the very first video we launched after doing that it was a campaign of three videos that hit seven million views so compare that yeah. Yeah. to everything that we've done before and then fast forward to today as you mentioned in your opening our latest campaign between two videos has over 60 million views so and just what, what were they what were they what campaigns what those videos what were they selling yeah so the the last one that, that I just mentioned was for a company called True Earth Eco Strips, a very boring subject, yeah. laundry detergent. Right, okay. I have seen and, that and video, it, yes. Yeah, so that proves that there is no product or service out there that can't benefit from a funny sales video because everyone likes to tell stories. They just have to be relevant stories and advance a narrative that leads you to a sale. Okay. So let, let's really quickly run over my, my eight, yeah, steps. eight steps. Yeah. So the first one is discovery. Nobody can go out there and think that they know everything about the customer that they're talking to, the reasons why they have problems that your product solves, the benefits that your product has that, that really resonate with them. So I tell people, spend as much time as you can before you do anything learning about your product. Now that may sound silly. You know about your product, you yeah. work in it. Yeah. I don't care what you think about your product. I care what your customer thinks about your product. And so that is we, often different, isn't it? Totally definitely. Different. We, yeah. we get stuck in drinking our own Kool-Aid and we often miss customer insights that are all over the place if we just know where to look. 
So one of the best ways to do this, and, and I'll just say, My Eight Steps is all detailed. We, we can't possibly go into all of the details, but your, your audience can download a free copy of my ebook where all of these eight steps are gone into in much more detail. Okay. They can do that at funnysalesvideos.com. Just scroll down to the bottom and they can download it. Really I also cool. run a podcast called How to Make a Video Go Viral, yeah. where we go into lots more detail. But step one is learn about your customer. Read a ton of reviews. That's probably the best way to learn what your customers are saying about you. Yeah. Now, if you're a startup, how do you do that? will go read your competitors' reviews. Find ways to learn what your customer likes about the products and services that you sell. And then don't assume that you know who they are. You know, try to do as much research to find out, you know, is this a, a male audience? Is this a female audience? Those are the given, but then go deeper. You know, what kind of a person are they? What other things do they like? The thing that we try to do with our scripts is create a character that looks as close to that customer as possible. So that, that step one is really learn about who and why your customer uh, is, is going to be interested in your products and service. And then you can write those things into the script. Right, so a lot of time, you, you mentioned about uh, looking at your competitors. Uh, that's going to be a good tip, whether you know your customer or not. Your closest competitor or you see as the most successful competitor has got to be worth looking at anyway. Yes. Yeah. And, and this doesn't only apply to video. Business life, full stop. Yeah. If you're creating a brochure, go yeah. do the same thing. Uh, your website copy, does it really resonate with those people? Okay. So step, step two, when it comes to creating an, a video, a funny sales video, is you want to brainstorm as many ideas as possible. Yeah. We, we like to say to begin with, it's not quality, it's quantity. The more ideas you can throw out there, and when I say brainstorm, I'm looking for, give me a character and tell me the problem that they have and be creative and fun in those two things. But we're not scripting yet. We're just coming up with crazy ideas. So, you know, the character could be, depending on your product and service, you know, your character could be some fictitious outlandish character, or it could be a very grounded, you know, something like a mom but tell me what their problem is. So we will go through and our writers kind of get together in a virtual online document collaboration. And we'll throw out, throw out as many different ideas as possible for, you know, here's a scenario, here's our character, and this is the problem that they have. And the more creative, the better. And we encourage bad ideas. Because so sometimes- they need to Good ideas. Exactly, yeah. And it's gotta be a safe environment where nobody's criticizing. Yeah. It, it's just throw as much crap against the wall and see what sticks. So that's step two is brainstorm as many different ideas as possible. And we have a whole episode on that in our podcast where we kind of show some concrete examples. So step three is to start the actual scripting. So once we've just defined what is our high level concept, so we take those 50 odd ideas, we distill them down to our top five, then we take that top five, you know, as an agency, we'll take that to the client and present them. Here are five different ideas. Between us, we'll discuss which one do we think is the best. Oftentimes, you know, we'll have a problem of we like all of them or we like two of them. You've got to pick one. You can't try to be everything at the same time. So once we've distilled it down to that top idea, we go through our scripting phase. 
And that, that's in three different phases. Phase one is the marketing copy points. That's kind of like the foundation of the house, right? You don't, that's not funny. That's not entertainment based. That's just what do people need to, to hear in order to make a decision? And that comes back to your brainstorming, yeah. right? Those key selling points that people are saying, I loved it. I bought it because X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And we, so we try to find five key selling points, five benefits, because our typical video is about three minutes long. And, and so, you know, we'll prioritize them. Number one will get a whole lot more airtime than number five, but we'll try to, you know, give people multiple reasons why they should buy. Are, they um, the same, are these the same for every video or are they, I mean, you know, it depends obviously what the topic is of what, what, the, what the product or service you're trying to sell, but is there similarities between each of those uh, five points? Probably not. Every client is different. Every product is different. Every customer is different. So I, I know every, every video has five points, but they're always different points. I mean, maybe sometimes there's crossover, but yeah. you know, in general, you know, it's a custom house, custom built house every time. Yeah. Then we also look for, well, why would they not buy? And we try to come up with two things to overcome objections. So, you know, whether that's price, so we've got to build up the yeah. value, yeah. or whether that's, you know, people, there's a, another competitor that has different advantages. So we've got to figure out if we don't address the big issues, yeah. people won't buy. Okay. Now, you got to be careful because you don't want to go too far and, and raise objections. So that's back to the research and really figure out, is this an issue that we need to address in the video? So step one is going through and getting your marketing framework of here are the points, here are the objections, and also here's the offer that we're driving. And you want to try to create an irresistible offer, something that's the lowest barrier to entry, whether that's a free trial, whether that's you know a 50% discount if you yeah. click now, whatever we can do to minimize the commitment, but also get some kind of an action. Yeah. Different clients, you know, that's easier for some than for others. Okay, so the second thing we're going to do is once we've established, you know, the character, the problem, the framework, then our creative script writers are going to start telling a story. So we typically have, and people are surprised when they hear this, we typically have about 10 writers on every video. Really? Yeah, because we believe in the wisdom of the crowd. No one person has the best ideas. And if you think about, you know, a sketch comedy type TV show, I use the example of Saturday Night Live. During the week, there's 20 plus writers in that writer's room coming up with these ideas. No one person ever has the best idea. And the best ideas get better when you share them with other people and they contribute. So that's kind of how we do things. And they're different kinds of writers. So we have marketing writers, then storytelling writers, yeah. and then we finish with the comedy writers. Does that make sense? You've got a fantastic blend of different strengths between those writers. Exactly. And, and that's why when customers call us and say, you know, I want a video, but I've got to have it in a month. We say, sorry. Our typical video will take between three to six months to produce. And it's because of all of these steps. And some clients say, well, you know, I'm happy to pay you, but we need it quicker. And we always say, we, we are only interested in doing it the very best because that's how we get the kinds of results that we mentioned earlier.
Yeah, well, it affects you, your brand, your credibility. If you are going to churn out stuff which is not of the quality that you want to represent. Exactly. And, you know, I always tell clients when they call us up and, you know, we position ourselves as the affordable option for these kinds of videos. There are agencies out there that charge, you know, a million dollars for these kinds of videos. Uh, We're nowhere near that. But, you know, some companies will call us and they can't afford to hire us. And I always tell them, at least download our free ebook go through these steps and you will get much better results than anything that you're currently running. Whether you do it the high, you know, production way that we do it, or whether you do it, you know, with your iPhone, if you follow these steps, you know, there's a good amount of them that will help you to increase your results. Now, obviously it's best to do all of them the best way. And there's reasons for that, but anyone can, can use this and, and improve their sales results. But in one respect, they can start off on the budget that they are comfortable with. And as success becomes with, obviously, these videos, you can put, obviously, uh, that money back into newer and better videos. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about return on investment. So So the final step in the scripting is once we got a good story that entertains people, isn't necessarily funny yet, but it, it entertains people by telling a story, then we'll bring in at least five comedy writers, very clever people. Now, this is one of the steps that you don't want to do by yourself. Okay. Because comedy, you know, everyone thinks they're kind of funny until, you know, they try to actually execute. And the, and the only way that you can tell if you're funny is if people who don't know you and don't necessarily like you laugh at your jokes. You know, you, you don't want to test this on your mom. You want Exactly. And so who are the best people at doing that? Stand up comics. Yeah. People who literally do this for a living, go into cold rooms and warm them up and make them laugh. Yeah. So we hire many, many writers and each project we have freelancers that, you know, do stand up comedy at, at nighttime and during the day they're traveling to the next city to do their gig and they freelance for us. And so, you know, if you're a business that's trying to do this yourself, reach out to local comedians or even on people online that you find. There's a lot of sites like Fiverr and Upwork where there's really very professional, creative comedy writers that don't cost an arm and a leg. You know, it's going to be an investment, but that's probably the best place if you're going to spend money on this to, to invest because you don't want to try to be funny and not. That's worse than not being funny. Well, that's a great tip. I think the, the drawback you got with anything, if you get it wrong, and actually you make yourself look worse. Uh, yes. It could be obviously a negative in trying to put something out there which has the opposite effect and can backfire on you. Right. But it's also tricky because you have to have somebody in our, in our company, it's the creative director that kind of is the one that collates all of the ideas mm-hmm. and has a vision from the beginning. And even you can have the funniest joke and we'll cut it out because it, it, it doesn't further the story okay. and it doesn't further the sale. Yeah. And we always tell people, you got to push things so that they're disruptive enough to get people's attention, but not over the line where they become offensive. We always like to stay on brand 
and you know be the kind of family friendly comedy that anyone can watch yeah and and also facebook and youtube and google have very strict policies on what you can and can't do so the last thing you want to do is spend a lot of money creating a video and then have facebook flag it and say nope that's that's offensive or yeah. you know so i always say the the most clever comedians are those that can do clean comedy because that's harder to do so anyway, th those are a few tips on the comedy step. That's, that's steps one through four. Step five is the actual production. So you've got your script and you've tested it out. You've had multiple people read through it. You're visually looking at them and seeing that they're responding, that they're laughing, but also that they understand the message and that they're compelled to ask questions at the end of when they've read the script, like, you know, how much, how much does that cost? Where do I buy it? Those kinds of buy-in signals. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about this in, a, in step eight, but you want to constantly be focusing on testing things because you yourself don't know what you don't know. And so surveying people when here in the studio, when, you know, delivery boys come and drop off the UPS, UPS, we'll say, Hey, do you have a few minutes? Watch this video. Tell me if you think it's funny. We'll, we'll quiz people. And, and there's also, you know, other bigger ways to do that with survey monkey and, and, and other things. Yeah. But the more you can get feedback as you go to let you know you're on the right track, yeah. the better. So once you have that script going into production, the most important thing other than getting that script right is picking the right actors because they can make or break your video, especially the lead hero character. And if you watch our videos, you'll notice each one has one strong, we call it the brand character. Yeah. And it, it doesn't necessarily represent the company, it represents the customer. Okay. That's so obviously you, the message that came across when I was watching your videos. So I did pick that up, but it's a very clever way of doing it. So thank you. Well, if you think about it, what's the most compelling marketing tool in the world? It's a recommendation from one person to a friend. Yeah. And so yeah. what we try to do is we try to make it feel like when I'm watching the video, it feels like that's my friend or that's something that, who looks and feels and talks like I do, has the same problem that I do. Now, they may have some kind of crazy outlandish backstory that makes it funny, but at the core, you know, it's someone I could relate to that has yeah. a similar problem so that when they say, here's the solution, I think to myself, well, if it works for them, it must work for me. So that's kind of the psychology behind these videos. So we will audition, first, we'll probably look at about 100 video, uh, sorry, 100 actors before we pass them. Yeah, we'll, we'll call maybe 30 of those actors in for an audition. And then once we've seen their auditions, we'll call maybe five of them back for a call, what we call a callback. And we'll do, you know, we'll do drills with them and see if they can deliver their lines faster or slower or with different meaning. Ultimately, we pick our actor and then, you know, go into the production phase. Now, this is where there's two schools of thought. If you're looking to do this on a low budget, again, that's better than nothing. But version one is better than version none. You can film this kind of a video with your cell phone. I mean, yeah. you know, 20 years ago when I started this company, the kinds of phones that you now have in your pocket cost $50,000. Yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah. 
the, the, the quality of these phones is pretty amazing. But there's some basic things that you need to understand. And this, is, this can't be a lesson in video production, but you know, do some background and figure out you know, what are the simple techniques of making sure things look good and are lit well. But ultimately, if you want the kinds of results that we're getting, you've got to look different than the next person on the feed. Right. Everyone as they're scrolling through Facebook are looking at videos that 90% are shot on phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you stand out and look different? Get it professionally produced. And that's where if you look at our videos, they look and feel very, very different than your typical video. And there's also a reason why our videos get watched. It's because the first five to ten seconds are the most important. And so we throw as many visually arresting and stimulating graphics. We call it the opening attention hook. If we can hook your attention in the first five to 10 seconds, and we know that 80% of people watching our videos have the sound off. So our first goal isn't to sell you, it's just to get your attention and get you to turn the sound on. So take a look at some of our videos and you'll see in that first five to 10 seconds, there's visually arresting images, there's graphics, there's things that are happening that pique your curiosity and say, what's going on here? Let me turn the sound on and find out. That's our first goal. And then we can't just rest on our laurels. Every 15 to 20 seconds, we're doing something that, again, hooks your attention, hooks your attention. So it's kind of like entertainment, little bit of sales copy, hook your attention again before you get bored, entertainment, little bit of sales copy. So as we going, we're kind of going through this cycle of, you know, making sure you never get bored. And how long do these typically last, these videos? About, so there's different versions of each video. So we'll do a hero version, which is the long form version. It's probably about three to four minutes. But then we'll do a, you know, a two minute version for Instagram because you can't put longer videos on there. Depending on the client, we'll figure out, well, where is their audience watching? If it's a younger demographic, we may go on TikTok, and then we need to do a 60-second version. Or we may you know, have a client that wants to do a TV campaign. We'll need to do a 30-second version. Yeah. So it all depends. But the really interesting thing is, over all of our campaigns, the longer version always outperforms. Good. Always, because it gives people time to connect with that character, yeah. really understand that problem, yeah. and yeah. basically absorb all of the information yeah. rather than just some yeah. of it. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Where the shorter versions work well is in retargeting. So once you've already seen it, we know that, and we will serve you a, a reminder ad in, on a different platform. Yeah. So that, that works well for retargeting. The final thing I'll say about the production itself, if you've got a really good crew, they will make the production a fun place rather than a very rigid, you know, let's let's get our shots. If you allow time for what we call improvisation, so letting the actors give more than just what's on the script, you'll find a lot of the time they'll give you some really funny lines. We've never produced an ad that ended up following the script that we started with really okay well, it is also i can yeah i can see that it's it's like people when they are in a, a natural pause or in a natural conversation as soon as the cameras uh, switch off you can sometimes get much better 
lines or or laughs, if you like, or comments outside of that sort of rigid, yes. uh, formal sort of uh, shot. Yeah, and, and that's part of casting the right actor. A lot of the times the actors that we cast have experience doing improv comedy. And so that will naturally come. Okay, so step six is editing. And this is critical. You cannot, cannot, cannot let your video feel long. My greatest compliment is when someone, and it happens all the time, when somebody will watch our video and then say to me, what was that, 60 seconds, two minutes? And I tell them, no, you just watched a four minute video and they are shocked yeah. because I've captured their attention. They don't get bored and so it doesn't feel long. Yeah. So the way that you do that is you cut out all of the pauses, you cut out all of the breaths, you speed up the footage, you overlap dialogue. There's, if you watch our videos, you'll see there's never a time when people get bored. And that's based on decades ago when I was doing infomercials, we would do focus groups and we would have people with signs that basically they would hold up when they liked it and then they would hold it up when they get bored. And, yeah, and when yeah, we were editing, <laughs> when we were editing those shows, we would think about them holding a remote control and anytime they got bored watching the infomercial, we knew they would flip to the next channel. Yeah. So when we're editing, we think the same thing. Where, where are people getting bored and we cut those parts out, we speed them up. So a really good editor is critical. You've heard comedy is all about timing. It is, yeah. And the same joke can be said two different ways, the exact same words. One, you, you, know, you let it go slowly. The other one, you cut it very fast and they feel totally different. So knowing where to cut, where to let it breathe just a little bit to deliver the punchlines. Yeah. Deliveries everything. Yes. And I've already talked about how we edit multiple versions of each video. Yeah. We also, where budget allows, will film three totally different opening hooks. So it's the same video, yeah. just three different openings. And then we'll test it to see which one gets the better click-through rate, yeah. which one gets the better watch-through rate, which one gets yeah. the better conversion rate. And then before our clients you know, open up the floodgates of their budget, we already know which one's gonna perform better, so we put the money on that version. Okay. So step seven, as I talked about earlier, is testing. Once you've finished that video, you wanna test it with a small budget to make sure that it's working. And the way that you do that, this is getting a little geeky, but you wanna go into the back end. Once you've run what we would call a statistically significant test, and you know, a good marketing agency will be able to tell you when that has been achieved, you'll see what's called the retention curve. And it will show you how many people are leaving the video at what point in the video. Now, the important thing to remember is even the Harmon Brothers, the best agency out there, says that only about 5% of people that start watching the video will finish watching the video. Now, that may seem very small, but when you're having you know, tens of millions of views, 5% of 10 million is still a huge number of very hot prospects that will hopefully click through to your sales page. So that's normal to see a slow and steady curve. It's also normal to see a drop off when you introduce the product. Because all of a sudden people have realized this isn't just a sketch comedy piece, this is actually an ad. So that's normal. 
But anything other than that, if you see big drops in that retention curve, which is basically the data of where people are watching and where they're bouncing, mm -hmm. go into the video and find out what happens at, you know, second 25 where there's a big yeah. drop up. Oh, there's a piece there that gets confusing. Well, that's kind of a boring part. And you can have your editor go back in and do some more tweaking to get that nice, smooth retention curve with minimal sharp drop-offs. And so, you know, you know, testing a lot of things like that will save you a lot of money spending on, you know, ads that aren't fully optimized. And then step eight, uh, and this is really probably what your your listeners will be shocked to find out is forget the concept of going viral i know my podcast is called how to make a video go viral but at the beginning of every episode we start with disclaimer that you really can't make a video go viral organically you gotta fuel it with paid ads so any of these videos including ours when you see that they have millions of views that simply means that that ad is working when fueled by paid ads. So the goal isn't to make a video that for free gets, okay. it's, to, it's to make a video that when you spend a dollar on paid ads, yeah. it brings you three, four, five dollars in return. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna just continue to spend that dollar to get that higher return on investment. When we go into a company and we replace their creative with our ad, do nothing differently to their sales pages or the ad buying strategies, yeah. we'll see the return on ad spends double. Almost every time I, I can think of that we've launched these kinds of campaigns, there's been a huge increase in the return on ad spend. So don't think about making a video that is organically going to go viral. You've got to have an ad budget to fuel it and then it's all about return on ad spend. So that's, that's a very, very quick glossing over most of the important stuff, but that'll give you and your customers a good idea of what it is that we do, how we do it, how you can do it too. And, and again, if you want the real details, go download our ebook. That's fantastic. I think there's some great insights in there because uh, like me, obviously I'm not from your industry or your sector so listening to obviously the insights from you gives very much better understanding of how these are done tell me you've mentioned budget a few times so in terms of the people that you work with give me an example of the range of budgets that you work from from the budget to the obviously the extravaganza if you like yeah, sure well i mean it's it's really hard to throw out specific numbers because every script is different you know, one script could be a very simple shot in a home with one actor. Another script could be, you know, shot in Hawaii with hundreds of actors. But our, our average videos, you know, they're tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, nowhere near hundreds of thousands. Whereas our competitors, you know, they start, some of our competitors start at those hundreds of thousands of dollars. But keep in mind, you know, our, our videos have generated millions of dollars in sales. So, in fact, the campaign that we mentioned earlier that has 60 million views, their first video within four hours of launch generated more income than it cost. Okay. So, if, if you do it right, the returns are huge, but it does require, you know, an investment to do it right. Now, that's only 50% of the equation. And, and I should back up. 
Yeah. My company is, is purely a creative company. Yeah. So we only produce the video. We work hand in hand with marketing agencies that then take that video, yeah. build all the sales pages, do the ad buys, set up the strategy, and you need both to be a well-oiled machine to get success. And, and so think about the, the production cost, but then also those dollar bills that you're gonna need to spend to get those three. Tell me, I know you've been asked this question before, but what is the fav your most favorite video that you produced or favorites of his more obviously than what yeah it's i mean it's like saying pick your chart pick, pick your favorite <laughs> child right every every video and if you go to funnysalesvideos.com i think on the home page there's something like 10 videos yeah. there all, yeah. all that are in the millions of views and each one i like for a different reason obviously the biggest campaign that we've done is that laundry detergent one that has those huge numbers but I almost like some of the much, much smaller companies that we've dealt with because, you know, we, I'll give you an example. We have a video that we did a year and a half ago where a one man operation came to us and said, you know, I, I, I spend maybe, you know, five to $7,000 a month on marketing. It's not really doing anything for me. What can we do? And I told him what we could do for him. And it was a significant investment for him. And I think that video to date, after a year of launching it, is about to hit half a million views. So we're very, very low views for our standards. But for him, it's doubled his sales. Month over month, he's doubled sales. And he told me the other day, I couldn't keep up with sales if we had, you know, 60 million views. Now, that's all a function of how much money he's spending on these ads. But little by little, every month, he's spending enough to pretty much overwhelm his business with twice the business that he used to have. So success is relative, whereas, you know, the laundry detergent company, that's a much larger company that can, can keep up with those sales. Our biggest problem that we see when we launch these campaigns is we tell companies, are you ready? Because the worst thing you can do is sell out of inventory, which we do constantly. We've had clients that have called us up and said, we have to stop the campaign because we're, we're, we're sold out. Yeah. So that's a good problem to have, but you've got to be ready for the success or else it's wasted. Yeah, I can understand that because you haven't got the capacity to uh, take these new uh, orders sales on boards then again it's going to have a negative impact in terms of your brand and your credibility so yes uh, so i think that's all so vital so it's a really good point that you've made so uh, we're coming towards the end of the the podcast today joe and it's uh, been a great listening to obviously your insights and the eight steps that the listeners can certainly take something from if somebody wanted to work with you where is the best place to find you so first off we we have a waiting list right now because we've just these recent campaigns have just blown up and yeah. we're a fairly small agency and we like staying small we don't want to dilute the soup by you know growing too big and not having you know the the, the hands-on approach that, yeah, that we have right now so we have about a two or three weeks a month waiting list right now but i'd love to 
you know, talk to anyone who wants to discuss getting in the queue, yeah. uh, you can just go to funnysalesvideos.com. Yeah. Right at the bottom of that page, there's a, a form that you can fill out and we can set up a Zoom call and figure out if it's a good fit. Right now, obviously because of our situation, we're fairly selective over the clients that we take on. And uh, we love to work with brands that are doing really good things in the world. You know, things like unique products that are really solving a problem or doing more than just selling, but have missions behind them and advancing, you know, making people's lives better in, in one way or another. But yeah, re reach out to, to me by filling out that form and, and we can chat. The other way to connect is, is to follow my podcast that I do. Yep. Uh, just go to Apple or Google Play or any platform of your choice. Yeah. It's, type in how to make a video go viral. Okay, brilliant. Uh, I'll put all these links up in the show notes so any of the listeners Great. want to pick up on those, they can do that as well. And I'm assuming, again, if you did work with somebody and obviously you wanted to work with them and they wanted to work with you, that is not limited in terms of just in, in America, it can be anywhere in the, in the world? Oh yeah, in, yeah. a lot of our clients, in fact, the, our biggest client that you mentioned, the True Earth, those guys are in Canada, but we also run ads in Australia, Europe, anywhere that's English speaking. And that brings up a good point. Comedy doesn't translate, translate well across languages. Okay. And so, you know, you've got to make sure that you have a culture-specific story. So I wouldn't recommend unless you're in another country and have a team of writers in that language, I wouldn't recommend trying to do this and translating it. All right, good point. There is one question I like to ask all of my guests, and that question is, what does wealth mean to you? Yeah, you asked me this before, before we started recording, I've been thinking about, it's a really interesting question. To me, wealth means creative freedom. And what I mean by that is when I started this company 20 years ago, you know, we were a chop shop and we would take on pretty much any project that was legal and ethical and where the customer, you know, had budget to, to pay us. Nowadays, you know, after 20 years, we have a decent amount of, of, of comfort in the bank account yeah. to allow us to, to, to experiment, to do new and different things. Launching funny sales videos three or four years ago was a big risk. Because rather than taking on, you know, lots and lots and lots of small, simple projects that we knew we could complete without really thinking too much, yeah. we now only take on two or three clients a month. Okay. And that was a big gamble. And we only did it because we had the cushion in the bank that we could support ourselves, you know, for six months or so if it was a failure, which it hasn't been. But I think wealth to me gives me freedom to try new things yeah. and also to bring on team members without worrying about, you know, am I going to have to fire them in 30 days if this doesn't work? So I'd say, I'd say it gives us creative freedom yeah. and uh, confidence to grow. Yeah. For your answer, for me, I've got many different things, but choices is definitely the freedom and the choice to do things is a big factor definitely in terms of wealth it isn't just about money which some people think uh, wealth is all about and it's not uh, but yeah. money does play a part in this because you need a, a certain level to have that comfort as you mentioned joe it's been fascinating to talk to you today my listeners are going to find this really insightful and 
if they take the time to watch your videos and listen to your podcast, which I'm sure they will, they will see much better in terms of the quality and the impact that those videos have. So I would recommend anybody uh, that's listening to the show, take a look at those videos uh, on YouTube, listen to your podcasts, because you can't fail to have a smile on your face when you're watching <laughs> those. C could I just add one more thing? Of course you can. It just, it just came to me. Wealth gives me the freedom to give back. And I'll give just a quick example. We had to delay this podcast because for the past 10 days, I've been in Tanzania filming a documentary that we donated to a charity that's drilling clean water wells. And I could talk for five hours about the life-changing experience that that was. I literally came back two days ago. And, you know, it fills my heart with joy to be able to give back when I see these people out there that are so appreciative of something that you and I take for granted. And I want to plug the charity because it is the most worthwhile charity I've ever worked with. And it's called Hearts and Hands for Humanity. And the work that they are doing is amazing. And we couldn't have helped with that if we didn't have the wealth and the freedom to be able to say, we're going to close our business down for 10 days and we're going to go and give back. It sounds like a uh, fantastic uh, charity. The one thing I'm uh, seeing when I'm talking to a lot of the podcast guests is that there is the ones I enjoy, certainly the, the most, a lot of these people are giving something back. They've created a lifestyle and a business that allows them to do that. And therefore, it's vitally important for them to be able to give something back. And again, for me adding on to the, what you mentioned about wealth, that is part of it without the shadow of a doubt. Amen. So uh, that's great to hear. So again, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure. I found it really interesting and I've learned an awful lot today. I had no insight in terms of how uh, your industry works and how you make these videos, but those eight steps, as you described, are a very good start for anybody seriously thinking of doing this, either for themselves or before they engage with a, an agency such as yourself. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. It's, it's yeah. been a privilege. Yeah. Wish you all the best in everything you do. You take care. You too. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, then you can find all of these on my website, ttwealth.co.uk, on my YouTube channel, TTWealth. If you want to work with me, then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how? You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also produce a bi-monthly newsletter, TT Wealth News, which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know, then please do share with them. I'm sure they will appreciate it. So it's goodbye until next time. And remember, live for today, invest for tomorrow.